Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Do the Woo, episode 51. Today, I'm here with Bob WP, the famous, the infamous, and uh, Chris Wigman. But before we get started uh, and we start chatting with Chris, I uh, wanted to thank WooCommerce as our community sponsor for Do the Woo. Uh, thank you very much for your support, as well as uh, QuickBooks Sync for WooCommerce. Uh, providing automatic syncs between WooCommerce and QuickBooks. And finally, the wonderful WP Security Audit Log, a comprehensive activity log of the changes that shop managers and customers do at wpsecurityauditlog.com. Ladies and gentlemen, your co-host, Bob WP. How you doing, Bob? Hey, Mendel. Doing good. Good, good. I, I, I like the... Um... Uh, what was the term that Chris just used? I already went blank on it. Chris, you have to chime in before we introduce you. Another day above the... Another day above the roses. Uh, yep, that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> I like it. And, and today on our show, we have uh, Chris Wigman uh, from WP Engine. Chris, how's life? It's good. I'm as good as anybody could be it after a month and a half at home, right? Yeah, yeah, but the, well, that's all we. That's where we all like to hang out, anyway, right? Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's good to have you on the show. Good to be here. And um, I'm trying to bring a little more energy today, Bob. Uh, so, so here it is. Don't get scared. Don't get worried, Chris. You're, um, yeah, you're, you're, you're here. You're ready to talk uh, WooCommerce, and we're excited to hear uh, what you're working on over at WP Engine? New team, frankly. You know, I've spent the last seven years building developer tools. And now with DevKit, we, we've discontinued DevKit as we moved into local with WP Engine after buying Flywheel. So with that, I decided it was time to move on. I had enough de developer tools. Now I'm working on WooCommerce and a lot of pretty normal stuff. The team's only been together a few weeks. So of course, we're tackling all those low-hanging fruit, performance issues, getting the platform up to speed. A lot of things that just, you know, we've I, we all know what, WP Engine, as I think it's it's been a host for over ten years now, but it's never really focused on any specific niche within WordPress. It's just been a general WordPress host. So starting to work on things with some of our larger WooCommerce customers as far as performance optimizations and stuff like that. With a lot of room to move off into the future, we're still putting that roadmap together. Yeah, I, I found it interesting because and I was just going to interject is um, that Chris contacted me because he was starting to kind of dive into WooCommerce documentation, and one of the things I thought was really cool is. I mean, when we usually say your journey to WooCommerce, it's like, what, that started like two months ago? No, I'm just kidding, but. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> in all fairness, I had done some Woo work back in my 10-up days and other agency days. So it's not like I was a complete noob to it. It's just, it's not been my focus before this. Well, so let's let's talk about before this, um, because I think I think the journey is kind of interesting. Um, and I'm and I'm curious to see or to hear how how this journey um, kind of led to where you're at right now. So you were uh, strongly focused in security, right? And you're working uh, you're working on security, your own product in security, um, and then uh, and then started doing agency work. And now you find yourself here um, doing what at WP Engine before uh, working on um, on WooCommerce. Sure. Uh, I was hired at WP Engine strictly to work on. I, well, let me let me back up even. All that time doing security was never really my goal. It's something to do. It was something I needed 
for the product I was working on, and it made a good resume item when I was a student. So I it was either scale that up to a full company, but I didn't want to be in the security space in that fashion. So dumped that and kind of jumped around for a little bit. Almost immediately, right after I dumped that, I was building developer tools, mostly vagrant stuff. Remember Triple V or varying, God, can I say this right? Varying vagrant vagrants. Yes, I can say it right. Yeah, and di- you didn't come up with that name, did you? Nope, actually that had been a 10-up project. I had something, an alternative to that one that I had been, that was very similar for a lot of years. What's a better name? Primary Vagrant is all I called it, so. <laughs> Maybe a name that's easier to say, a name that's easier. But by the way, if you, if you haven't checked out VVV, it's also an awesome. But I mean, come on, my security plugin was named Better WP Security. I'm not very creative with this name thing here. <laughs> but uh, as, as that kind of went out, of course, Different agencies, different stuff with WordPress on the side. When I was at I was at the University of Florida for a couple of years, where I was doing a lot more DevOps work. So I had taken Vagrant into Docker. And when this place, you know, that still wasn't quite my full-time job, although I enjoyed working on it. And when WP Engine called and said, hey, we're looking at making a command line GUI, command line first, and then GUI development product. Do you want to be part of it? I said, yeah, that sounds great. And it was a hell of a lot of fun until we bought Flywheel. And that's I don't mean that as a negative. That's great for the company. Now, local is part of WP Engine, but the dev kit product that I was hired on, of course, sunsetted. So I just decided that that was probably time to find a new focus. I've been, after so many years in dev tools, let's try something different. And they, that time we were spinning up, this was two months ago. Well, at least two months where I finally stepped back out of it. We were spinning up uh, a lot of WooCommerce work. We're starting to look at WooCommerce and e-commerce in general. So they asked me if I'd want to be part of this team. And here I am. Yeah, so what do you think um, kind of precipitated that change in focus or that interest um, in WooCommerce? Because we see this in a lot of uh, in a lot of places, right? Um, uh, uh, Liquid Web, um, and then uh, I think maybe GoDaddy made uh, an e-commerce focused product, Kinsta, right? Um, Kinsta, yeah, and and uh, and now WP Engine. So what do you think is is leading to this kind of market shift towards WooCommerce? It's, it's kind of the whole evolution of WordPress, right? I mean, WordPress started as blog, and it now does a little bit of everything. So hosts that started as, well, let's just hope blogs now have to evolve with their customers. A blog starts hosting, maybe it's digital content, your your eBooks, your, you know, pick the niche, what is it in, right? But all these sites start evolving over time and selling something with them, return on investment for all your time on your blog, whatever site becomes a bigger thing. Of course, as you all know, with WooCommerce has some scalability, some scaling issues. So it's once the platform starts, hey, you get these big clients with these huge stores, hit the scaling issues, what do you do with them? I do know that this has been something WP Engine's talked about jumping into off and on since back to going back about 2015. It was just never really on the strategic roadmap until recently. So now we're, we're finally putting some resources to, to tackling the problem because a lot of our largest MRR customers, of course, are going to be on WooCommerce or similar platforms. Yeah, and it's an interesting problem, isn't it? Uh, WooCommerce and WordPress, uh, in some ways, scale very similarly, and because you know they they have commonalities in some ways, um, they're really intricate, interesting um, issues when you start getting into mass amounts of people logged in, mass amounts of people trying to check out, mass amounts of people, um, you know, trying to view non-cash content um, and things like that. It, it starts it starts to become something that. Um, that gets more interesting, and so the engineering challenges are are more interesting to make a performant um, WooCommerce 
uh, site, especially, you know, people start talking about enterprise WooCommerce and um, uh, having large organizations use uh, WooCommerce. And um, it, it's possible to run enterprise WooCommerce, right? But um, but there are also some interesting engineering uh, feats that have to be accomplished in order to do that. So. Excuse me. Yeah, very much so. I mean, it's it's not, you know, we're, we all know, well, anybody who's been around Woo knows a lot of the big problem has to do with WordPress is a very simplistic database structure. That doesn't scale when you start doing a lot of these crazy queries and things like that that WooCommerce needs. It's hard to keep track of a cart. How you know what's in the cart? It's still in the cart. Did somebody else buy the thing you're trying to buy already in the 16 seconds since you put it in your cart? And all those queries that start taking place there. That, that's a very I don't know. You're right. It overlaps WordPress in a lot of ways. In some ways, I think it overlaps WordPress a little bit too much. It didn't rely on its own database structure early enough, leading to a lot of problems now. I mean, they're they're fixable. I've watched what you all have done at Liquid Whip with the custom orders tables plugin. That's that's a great thing going on there. There's other solutions that are being worked on at various places. So the problems aren't unsolvable. It's just a whole lot. Of, it was almost too much overlap is I think what I'm trying to say. That really is becomes quite apparent when you start dig, digging into a lot of the performance problems. Did you actually, you know, I'm just a little bit curious as far as you personally, was there any involvement or work with or even I do I should I use the word interest in WooCommerce prior to taking on this new project at WP Engine? Honest answer? Nope. I've actually been moving my personal stuff off of WordPress. I like the scaling challenges. I've always loved the enterprise space from university of, you know, I keep bouncing in and out of universities. I've worked for three universities now until budgets would either run out or in the case of leaving UF, uh, just simply a project that I was dealing with looked like more fun felt to put for, to go full time into. But I love that enterprise solution. And whether it's LMS, whether it's WooCommerce, there's a lot of areas in which we're, you see this same enterprise issue showing up in WordPress. So to get to, to look at it from that angle is a lot of fun for me. Whether, whether it's specifically e-commerce, you know, that's our first challenge at highest return on investment. But that'll benefit other things as well, especially the learning management systems, social systems, buddy presses, and things like that. There's a lot, lot of options for that type of stuff. What do you think about um, the way WordPress works and the unique challenges of small businesses? So there are a lot of small businesses out there that are looking for ways to sell online right now. They're looking uh, to drop things at your door. Uh, I know coffee shops around here that didn't deliver before because um, they wanted to be elite and have you show up to their door. Now they're, uh, you know, they're delivering or they're letting you pick up uh, and things like that. Um, do you think there is an opportunity for these small businesses to use WooCommerce? Do you think it's, um, do you think it's too difficult to performance tune? Um, what do you kind of, how do you feel about that? I think there's a lot of potential for those small businesses, but I don't think the speed to spin up something there is is really feasible on a short term. You know, it, it can't be reactionary. It has to be proactive. If you're looking at something from a proactive six to 12 months out, you very much can handle something spinning up in WooCommerce or a, a lot of platforms. That's not specific to WooCommerce. Whether you're going to Shopify, BigCommerce, all these stores, if you plan out a little bit ahead of time, the transition can happen very quickly. The reactionary, oh my God, I have to get into this now. What do I do? Even simple, think of Uber Eats with a similar type of model as what you're referring to at the coffee stores. How many stores have popped up on Uber Eats or DoorDash or stuff and their menus are wrong? You know, all, all the little mistakes that happen even in 
well-established, very easy in theory to move two platforms. WooCommerce, just the complexity is there. It's there, but just like anything else, it has to be proactive, not reactive. But the the possibilities there are endless. And going forward, the possibility to improve the UX and shorten that lead time, I think is there's a lot of room for that to improve. This episode is brought to you by MyWorks QuickBooks Sync for WooCommerce integration. Now, if you use QuickBooks for your accounting, I gotta say, this is a route to go. This integration fills in those missing holes for you to sync all your sales, customers, and payment data to QuickBooks to streamline your accounting. Plus, it also syncs inventory and products both ways on both platforms. When using MyWorksync, it takes care of that data entry that would otherwise take hours to input manually. And whether that's you doing it or your accountant doing it, you are going to save tons of time on that. It's compatible with QuickBooks Online, Desktop Pro, Premiere, and Enterprise, and Point of Sale. In a nutshell, this will make your accounting effortless and save you tons of time. It also gives you the needed accuracy in your accounting that we all know is very important and critical. And it's easy to set up and use. So keep on top of one of the most important pieces of your WooCommerce shop. Go to myworks.software and you'll find it under their integrations or you can download it directly from the WooCommerce.com marketplace. And now back to our conversation. So maybe we should talk about opportunities because... You know, you're you're a guy. I've known you for a while now, um, and I've known you as somebody that that knows the space, has has been around, has talked with a lot of people, has worked on a lot of interesting projects. So I think it would be interesting to hear your take on where you think WooCommerce is going, or where you think WooCommerce should go. The honest answer to that at the moment, we have a lot of catching up to do here. Where I'm at, and we're working very hard to make sure that happens. We're starting very cautiously to look beyond the point at which we can catch up and say, hey, our problems, right? We have problems with large stores on our platform with speed and scalability. Once we can cross those basic scalability problems, and they've been crossed elsewhere, it sounds like y'all are doing pretty well with them at Liquid Web, Kinsta, so on and so forth. Once we get caught up, then I can think, then I can pivot more to the future. But in the two months that I've been on, not even two months I've been on this team, but my entire existence has been consumed with how do we fix the problems that we know are already present at that point, then we can start moving forward to the future. So that's a little bit of a non-answer there. It's not that I haven't thought of ideas, but they're not something I've really fleshed out in any, any kind of uh, presentable option for the future. It was interesting. I was on a discussion in another, it was actually an online summit and there was just a few people on there. And of course it was a very random amount of people and the group was random, mostly agency type people or product people. And the question was, you know, what advantages does WooCommerce have over Shopify? And both of you, and that, I'll start with Chris and then I want Mendel to chime in on this. If somebody sits down and says, what is the advantage of WooCommerce over Shopify? And I'm going to throw that out because that was kind of the main gist of it was they were comparing it to Shopify. Chris. Sure. I'll, yeah, I would say extendability. You do have that entire platform. You know, go back. How many years ago was it with Matt and his operating system of the web, right? Everything else is very purpose-built, which is great for getting started, but doesn't always extend. It doesn't always evolve with your needs over time. With a WordPress WooCommerce setup, 
that ability to evolve, that ability to more completely brand your site, more completely differentiate your experience from that of your competitor, whatever it might be, is is the, the capabilities are more easily there rather than having to migrate to an entire system. Most, you know, even Shopify, I've, I've talked to a few folks who have, well, we, we've looked at Shopify, we started with Shopify, but we moved to X, but we moved to Y. With Woo, it's a, as long as you can handle the traffic that you're put, picking up, which is its biggest problem, it seems right now, is that scalability factor, at least that's what we're dealing with locally. Once we once we cover that scalability factor, the possibilities to do other things with it are really, the sky's the limit. Yeah, um, I think extensibility uh, totally makes sense. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a huge pro in the column of WooCommerce. Um, if you look at things like Shopify, they are extensible too in a different way um, but you know they're catching up as far as extensibility I would say for um, for me I um, I would say price um, and um, cost of management um, and also uh, ease of setup and management with the caveat that you're using a managed host right um, uh, if you're doing it yourself WooCommerce can be a bear to um, to configure, to make performant, all those things. If you're working with um, with a managed host, I think um, it it's easier. Now, um, that being said, if if you're doing something super complex um, and you don't want uh, you know a managed host, then of course uh, you have to figure out how to roll all of those things yourself, and you're probably really good at it uh, anyway, right? Um, so uh, so cost. I've actually done some comparisons between. Shopify and WooCommerce, and the reality is uh, thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars difference in um, in the product cost, both um, based hosting, uh, transaction fees, um, uh, plugins or add-ons, um, all of those things really add up. Um, and and then the 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 big one is cost of management. Um, whether you're talking Magento, um, where you need a custom developer to take care of it for you. Uh, you need um, somebody to do some custom modifications in in Shopify, uh, in WooCommerce. I think there's so many WooCommerce uh, developers out there or WordPress developers out there that can help you figure some of these things out. Um, it drives the cost down, um, especially for mid-sized businesses. Um, so I, I think for me, those are the again extensibility. Yes, makes sense. I think there are some platforms that are starting to catch up. Interesting. That's fair. Yeah, that is. All right. Um, Chris, is there any elaboration you can make on what you're doing at WP Engine that you've already touched on with WooCommerce? Or, you know, is there any other, any other, I don't, I don't expect you to tell us what is going to be. Give us the details. What type of what type of code? Like, what's what's your what's your actual job function, and and uh, what type of uh, interesting problems are you trying to solve? So my my function is a lead developer on a team of well one for the moment. <laughs> we're we're hiring up to probably even as many as another half dozen people for this team. There's a product manager, but I'm the only developer on it right now. That said. Right now, we're entirely, I mean, we're only a few weeks in. The product manager came, came from a, actually an e-commerce SaaS product. So he's sp still spinning up. I'm spinning up from coming in from, this is going to sound strange, but I basically, I'm 
back in WP Engine after spending six, I, I was assigned to a flywheel with local for six months. Mm-hmm. And for all practical purposes, I wasn't, a, I wasn't really in WP Engine. I mean, every clock's reset for a lot of things. So I'm a few weeks back into things and we're still, you know, as much as I want to answer that question with, hey, we're going to do this, this, or this. And of course, we've got a few ideas for alpha products and things like that. But really, we're still putting together uh, roadmaps. And that's a lot of what it is. We're identifying integrations. We're identifying wins we can make. And we're identifying uh, needs of our customers that can help keep them on the platform and help them grow. Yeah, and I like the challenges that um, Mendel brought up. So it's to me, it's been really fascinating digging into some of the problems, some of the things that come up over and over. Cart fragments, orders, too many orders, the product table stuff. Uh, you know, it's a lot of validation of something I said a long time ago, which is instead of starting with a GUI with Gutenberg, the database structure needed to be should have been overhauled and revisited in WordPress itself. That never happened. But and you see those challenges when you expand out of standard content. Liquid, I'll, I'll come back to Liquid. I can try to give you all credit where it's due, but that order table plugin that you have is excellent. It handles a lot of that. That's the same type of problems that need to be tackled in other parts of Woo and WordPress in general in order to move forward. But that's the type of thing I'm dealing with right now. Where are the bottlenecks? What other bottlenecks can I de- can we identify? Trying to answer questions like, for right now, on a various hosting level, how many customers, how many concurrent customers can a client expect before they crash? We don't. We don't even know in some cases. That's not data that's been, you know, because that's not data that's specific to WordPress as a whole. It's not always data we have to, in our in our in our e-commerce niche. So just trying to put all that stuff together to come up with a rational answer of what's next. Where do we focus? How do we focus? And you know, there's a lot of hypotheticals. You know, I could look at Liquid Web's research or Kinsta's research. How much of this can we confirm with our own customers? Not that any of that research is bad, but we work in product. We have to have our own. We need to measure with our own customers and stuff like that. And that's really where I've been focusing my time so far. Have you um, have you had the opportunity to look at any like crazy integrations from customers uh, or clients that you're just like, whoa, I didn't even realize that you could sell that or um, or I didn't think of using leveraging WooCommerce in that particular way. Not yeah, but I haven't been digging too many directly into stores. I've been digging it yeah. below the store level. Why is why is you know why are we hitting on this level of MySQL database? Why are we crashing? How you know on selects? Oh, oh, oh there's this yeah. one query can take six and a half minutes to run, and it's run seventeen times. You know, that, that's the type of level I've been digging in. So as far as the stores themselves, there's been a few I browsed for. Yeah, I had more fun with that. What can WooCommerce do? I, I did a lot more of that level of things when I was with Tenup. Stores divided over country, you know, entire multi-site used for multi-language divided up by country with shared product databases and stuff like that. Those were some fun sites. Some of this is just uh, uncovering uncovering the truth that already exists, though, right? I, mm-hmm. I remember um, doing an import of something like you know a hundred thousand orders or something like that, and and it was it was like grinding, uh, grinding every step of the way. And then I realized, oh, there's like, it's, it's, it's not the hosting. It's not the platform. It's a database. Right. Yep. And, and one, one index strategically placed on the right, um, on the right field, all of a sudden, uh, made everything, made everything work. Right. Uh, and so sometimes it's just thinking through the logic of, 
hundreds of people that have been before you uh, writing code, um, getting inside their head and then and then trying to rethink it in a new and interesting way. And that's exactly the types of question. You know, I like how you bring up generating 100,000 orders. I spent a week spinning up test sites, generating orders and customers and products. And you, you've seen the plugins and why the hell is this so slow? Right, right. So try to go back and, and, and retackle it from there. You know, in other words, I don't much care what the data is right now. We're still trying to figure out where the bottlenecks in data is and as a platform is. Because to be clear, 100,000 records in MySQL is not a big deal. No. But <laughs> but some of the um, some of the things that uh, you're actually doing to those records um, in the, in the general course of business uh, are are a little unique um, or convoluted or and there there always seems to be a reason for most of that stuff too. Um, which is which is kind of funny as well because you're like oh well you know why why is all this stuff happening let's just cut it out you know and well you can't always cut it out right? nope. so but this goes back to what I said a few minutes ago I would have loved to have seen WordPress itself rethink its database layer before it did the GUI on top of it and obviously that didn't happen yeah. but trying to hash out some of those and I love some of the workarounds whether it's order tables there's talks that you know there's uh, Woo itself has worked some on uh, custom product tables there's all kinds of neat hacks, if you will, that right now still kind of are hacks to work around all these all these odd little limitations. You know, why is just about everything a freaking left joint? <laughs> That's not normal. I mean, sure, excuse me, a left joint has its usage, but not in almost every query you see in WordPress. I mean, <laughs> there's all kinds of oddities that you start going, well, oh, here would be a neat spot. But if we, yeah, you add an index, if you rewrite and filter the query a little bit, whatever it might be. There's all kinds of neat little tweaks that you can pull out of it. Right. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by WP Security Audit Log. We all know the importance of your WooCommerce store and security. And when you keep track of everything through logs, the end product is security, but having those logs for your store is so much more. They're comprehensive activity logs that you can use with WooCommerce keeps you on top of what is going on with your shop managers and your team. You'll be able to monitor and record when they make changes to products, orders, and coupons. And notably, it will help you with your store compliances. They make it easy to troubleshoot if there's something going on. In fact, you'll be able to configure emails and instant SMS notifications to get alerted of critical changes. Want to take that step further? You'll see who is logged in and what changes are being made in real time. And if needed, you can manage, limit, block, and even terminate any user sessions. This is perfect for memberships or subscription sites as it can help you control limitations to single user access. There's a number of reports you can generate from the activity logs, and in a nutshell, you can stay on top of it all. What is going on and when. From that, your site will benefit from the added security. So keep safe and secure and check out what they have to offer over at wpsecurityauditlogit.com. Now let's head on back to the show. So Chris, you're literally a small team, person to one. Yep. And with WP Engine's continued growth in the WooCommerce space, I imagine there's going to be other ways that this will affect the entire hosting platform, maintenance, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, you're going to have to 
basically, I guess, put all that stuff into place some, at some point. Oh, very much so. I mean, like I said earlier, we have we have catching up to do. We know that, you know, it's no secret in the WordPress space. It's no secret to your listeners. We're going to do that catch up and then we're going to start moving forward. Lot, lots of neat, lots of speculation of where our roadmap can go yet. But even until I have a full team behind us, you know, we have one product manager and myself. I, it, you don't know what specialties are going to be, so on and so forth. It's really hard to scale out a roadmap at that level and just historic data. What do our customers need? What are the biggest items in Zendesk that are bringing down WooCommerce stores? Nobody's ever really recorded that specific to WooCommerce. So going back and analyzing all that data, just right. In other words, right now, my goal is to come up with the questions and then we can start answering. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to see um, how WooCommerce seems to be maturing in some of the same ways that uh, WordPress has over the years. Um, and, uh, you know, as, as uh, WordPress has kind of matured into a platform that has things like auto updates that a lot of um, a lot of platforms don't, right? Um, or um, has pretty easy, uh, relatively speaking, extensibility. Um, you know, now looking towards WooCommerce and focusing energy on that, and um, looking at its growth and starting to work through the unique issues with um, with WooCommerce, I think. I think it's just interesting to see the some of the parallels in, in growth. Um, I, I don't know if you've given a whole lot of thought to uh, community and where that goes uh, with WooCommerce. Of course, you've got your head in code, um, but I also know that you've uh, spent some time, uh, you know, focused on on community, and that's something that you that you care about. Um, so, do you have any uh, inkling of of maybe where you see that going as more and more companies start to bring on online either managed products or um, focused products that um, that help solve unique WooCommerce problems? What I've seen so far is I think there's a lot bigger market for that community as a separate ent- entity, if you will, from general WordPress. WordCamps, other things don't, you know, it pod general WordPress podcasts. So the, the, I think that the uh, segmentation of that community from the general WordPress community is only going to get bigger. I think it has a lot more option for the money in it to form the community over time, whether it's our hosts, whether it's large sellers on the platform. There's a lot of ways, you know, there's a lot of talk positive and negative about the money coming in from various WordPress sites on what's how that and how that affects .org, WordPress.org main core. How does that affect Word or WooCommerce going forward? I think there's, I've given you, you guys a whole lot of not answers. I, I intentionally uh, delayed this talk with Bob for a little while after I started getting in. So I'd hopefully be a little further along with what's going on. We're still putting a lot of things together. Uh, I'd like to see us as WP Engine become more involved with that. We're doing very little. Well, we're doing a lot less word camps these days and a lot of other more enterprisey type conferences and things like that as a percentage of where our our event budgets are going. And I was out in, I can't even think of the name of it. The, uh, there's a big open source, source conference that was in uh, Raleigh Durham last year that I was out at for that. There's other types of conferences, even our summit like that, which is a lot more enterprisey than an awful lot of what you see with a lot of WordCamps and WordPress stuff. So keep continuing that model. I could see at least from our point of view, a lot more pitch to the enterprise and that type of 
community rather than the grassroots consumer community, developer community. Yeah, I actually think it's a really good thing um, that you came on Bob's show at this point in your journey because um, it kind of helps to paint a nice picture of what I think every host has gone through um, or a flavor of what every host has gone through, um, whether it's with managed WordPress or managed WooCommerce or any other type of um, managed product. Um, the the engineering tasks... Um, and the um, and the the product um, manager tasks are are interesting, um, and they're they're not they're not simple problems to figure out. Um, and I think sometimes um, when uh, it, you know people are quick to um, tell a host when they've done something wrong, and they're and they're less quick to tell a host when they've done something right. Um, and because when it works, it works, right? And you, you don't really realize. Um, how much went into the development of um, of that product or that experience for um, for the customer to make it work? So mm-hmm. uh, I actually think it's cool for people to get the opportunity to um, to hear you say, "Hey, listen, we don't have all the answers, right?" Um, WP Engine is a respected company um, and uh, and does a lot of great things with WordPress um, and and, uh, has a lot of WordPress experts, right? And, and for you to say, um, Hey, we don't know all the answers. We're trying to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. Um, and this is, this is kind of my path forward. This is where things start. I think that's, uh, an opportunity that most people don't get to take a look at that, um, that starting point, uh, cause what they see is, is the ending point. And well, you can run WooCommerce on a WordPress host. We all know that. And W, but W and WP engines, succeeded well on the previous on, on just WordPress for a long time. So to push forward now, especially as so many of our larger customers focus on Woo is really kind of a big deal. And it has to be it. And you have to start somewhere. I can't go out quoting just numbers from other people. What are our customers seeing? I'm going to leave the distinction between Flywheel and WP Engine, but even there, Flywheel tends to look at a much lower price point and much, you know, they, they focus on small agencies and freelancers, whereas we focus on largely on enterprise. Our one of our catchphrases is your we should be your second CMS. We don't need to be Adobe.com, but if Adobe needs to spin up a new campaign, do it for a third of the cost or whatever it might be and spin it up on WordPress. With that type of focus, trying to put those answers together and trying to move forward to handle WooCommerce correctly with those, that level of client is, is a big deal. And we're we're gonna get there. We're moving, we're moving pretty quickly so far, but it's kind of interesting to watch as all those questions need to be made and those questions need to be answered for our users. Cool. Yeah, this has been good. And I'm, I'm thinking this, you know, maybe a potential for down the road. Well, I mean, what, where does the, you know, once we catch up and start moving forward, where is the journey? How has that affected? How has that maybe changed landscapes and different competitive advantages, not just with us, but with others? How are others respond? There's a lot that can be made out of that. Exactly. Well, uh, before we go, I don't really have any news and announcements. I don't know if any of you have anything going on, but um, yeah, I um, I don't think nothing came across my radar lately, so I didn't really pull anything in. I don't know if any either one of you have anything, um, whether it's you know personally or um, professionally that that you might want to share before we head out. Uh, I, I just wanted to mention that uh, my my door is open um, with uh, open office hours um, on my website, if you will, it.com. 
Um, if you need help with your WordPress site, your WooCommerce site, um, anything like that, hit me up um, because I dig helping you. I've, I've talked to some super interesting people from people working on migrations to somebody um, in the early stages of trying to figure out how to create a, um, a website for like uh, skateboard shops and stuff like that. Um, so just it's kind of fun to talk. And so if, um, if, you, uh, if you need something, let me know. Cool. Excellent. Well, I'll encourage everybody to reach out to Mendel. In fact, I've had these kind of open office things too, this chat that I've opened up on Mondays and Fridays. It's been great. I did about five of them through April. And uh, none of them have been WooCommerce-based because, again, I'm, I know WooCommerce and I'm an expert by osmosis, so I learn from people like you. So if somebody wants to book a time with me specifically about building a WooCommerce shop, I have a resource and I will fill his calendar quickly. Excellent. I'm going to one more time thank the sponsors, WooCommerce, as our community sponsor. Uh, always a joy having WooCommerce support us. Our most recent sponsor, QuickBooks Sync for WooCommerce. Uh, yeah, it's it's you know that's one of the beauties. You were t- just talking about extensibility, and that's exactly what it does. It um, syncs that information with QuickBooks to keep your books on track. And then WP Security Audit Log, great opportunity to kind of see what's going on, especially with your team. Uh, you you know, kind of be on top of things, make sure when things get updated, changed. Um, when somebody's let Mendel into your site and you say, who's this, who's this user I'm not quite sure of? Yeah, don't do that. Don't let me in your site. Yeah, so we'll, we'll avoid that. So excellent stuff. Chris, where can people find you on the web? Sure. Find me at Chris Wigman, just about any the major services, Twitter, GitHub, whatever, uh, or chriswigman.com, C-H-R-I-S-W-I-E-G-M-A-N. Well, thank you very much for taking the time. Um, enjoy your uh, your woo-ness at WP Engine, and uh, we, it, was, it was our pleasure having you here. My pleasure to be here. Thank you. Appreciate it. And thanks, Mendel. Thank you.